Section 42 of American Scenery, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Richard Ship. American Scenery, Volume 1 by Nathaniel Parker Willis. Genesee Falls, Rochester. In the three thousand miles between the Atlantic and the Rocky Mountains, there may be said to be three water steps formed by the different levels of Lake Ontario, Lake Erie, and Lake Superior. Niagara and the Genesee River fall over the middle step, the edge of which is formed by the brow of a bed of limestone, computed to be four hundred and ten feet above the level of Lake Ontario. St. Lawrence may thus be said to take but three leaps from the Rocky Mountains to the ocean, an agility which, one would suppose, might have saved the holy martyr from his gridiron. The ledge over which these two celebrated falls are precipitated comes out of Canada from an immense distance, and keeps its course along the shore of Lake Ontario in a direction nearly due east. At the Genesee Falls, as at Niagara, the descent to the lake is between the walls of a tremendous ravine, the grandeur of which seems to have had no terror for the souls of manufacturers. The thriving village of Rochester stands around the lip of the fall, and if you talk to the inhabitants of the beauty of the cascade, they stop your mouth and strike calculation dumb with the number of sledgehammers, nail-cutters, millstones and cotton jennies it carries. The product per diem the corresponding increase of population, etc., etc., the only instance in the known world of a cataract turned without the loss of a drop through the pockets of speculators. The Genesee River rises in the Allegheny Mountains, and it is not for want of poetical names on its banks that it is not a poetical river. Its source is ten miles below Nunda, between the headwaters of the Owego and the Kawaniske rivers, and it runs 150 miles, receiving tribute from the Canasaraga and Angelica Creeks, and the Canisus and Honkoy outlets. It has a great reputation for fertility, and along its valley lies the celebrated farm of Mr. Wadsworth, the agriculturalist, who holds in this country the place occupied in England by Mr. Coke of Holcombe, now Earl of Leicester. The rapids of the Genesee commence a mile above the fall at Rochester, and descend, when there is much water, with great swiftness and beauty. The first pitch of the stream is ninety-seven perpendicular feet, after which it goes sullenly on down the ravine, black where it is not covered with foam, till, forty rods below, it takes another leap of one hundred and six feet, at a place called Carthage. We suggested to the landlord that the fall at Carthage should be called after Marius, but he did not see the propriety of it very clearly. The Genesee Fall, like Niagara, is gradually backing up. It is computed that the latter wears back a rood every three years, the former much less, of course. There is little doubt among the geologists that the Genesee at one time ran directly into Lake Ontario without much of a cascade but that, on the retreat of the lake, the surface of which has perceptibly lowered, the stream began to wear back with the attrition of the fall, and they are now three miles asunder. An aqueduct of the Great Erie Canal runs close across the head of the fall at Rochester, 
and is built in full confidence that the cascade will continue the sobriety and order it has hitherto preserved in its retreat if it were to take a long step upstream of a sudden that great vein of the west would breathe more freely than is provided for by the weirs and feeders this aqueduct at rochester is a work of some pretension it is seven hundred and fifty feet in length and has twelve piers and eleven arches two of which are over mill races a path is railed off on the side of the canal and it forms a picturesque promenade across the bed of the river the country about the falls of the genesee was a wilderness in eighteen twelve now it contains nearly twenty thousand inhabitants and is one of the most flourishing towns in the world in eighteen thirty it supported one daily two semi-weekly and three weekly newspapers and in the single year of eighteen twenty six an age ago by the rochester reckoning it exported two hundred and two thousand nine hundred barrels of flour it seems to grow visibly before your eyes the eternal hammering and clipping of bricks and heaps of rubbish remind the traveller so pertinaciously that it is in a state of transition only the hotels are excellent and the inhabitants famed for their public spirit hospitality and enterprise the latter of course end of section forty two